Welcome to Reboot. My name is Joel Katz. We are privileged and honored to have today on Season 1, Episode 21, our dear friend, Rabbi Mendel Zarki, as our distinguished guest. Reboot is an opportunity for you, our listener, to share some time with us and receive a valuable perspective from leading personalities from the local community here in Puerto Rico on how they plan to reboot their lives, their families, and their businesses. Let's welcome Rabbi Mendel Zarki. Rabbi, good morning. How are you handling these difficult circumstances? Good morning, Joel, and it's a pleasure to be on with you this morning. And let me commend you for the reboot program that you've been running and particularly your choice of naming of reboot, which is really a, a message that it's not all broken and it needs to be completely restarted, but rather it's there. You know, it's all in place, the potential, the good, the, the reality is that at times we just need to reboot the system. And in fact, when we do that, it's like when you have an upgrade and in order to be able to tap into that upgrade and that elevation, you got to reboot. And I think that's an important perspective in life in general. And now in particular facing this great pandemic and the challenges, the global challenges, that it's important that we have a positive perspective and it's really up to us to frame the results and the outcome through a reboot by seeing the potential of positive change and how we can make things better and improve upon it. And with that faith and conviction, tomorrow won't just be, we won't just go back to our yesterday reality, but we will be forging further into a much greater future with greater potential and greater results. Rabbi, it's wonderful to have you here with us today we are being heard now all around the world we have friends in india friends in latin america in the united states and i just want to take a couple of minutes to let our podcast listeners our podcast listeners know your very distinguished trajectory as a rabbi so please give me a few seconds as i introduce you formally to our listeners rabbi mendel obtained his rabbinical ordination in the spring of 1997 at the Rabbinical College of the Central Abovich Yeshiva and an additional ordination in Israel. He married his wife Rachel in 1997 and in January of 1999 with their son Levi, they moved to Puerto Rico to serve as a Jewish resource for locals and visitors alike. Can you read Rabbi and was when you first stepped foot here in Puerto Rico in 1999? Yes, sir. I'll always remember we moved down to a Puerto Rico that was uh, just booming at the time. I mean, there was expansion and there were cranes in the skies and there was development uh, and just... It was a, an incredible period of growth and development. 
uh, you know, the real estate and, and, and the residential uh, market, which we were at the time as a young couple looking into apartments, was just so strong. And it was a, an exciting period. And, you know, painfully, with the passage of time, Puerto Rico has gone through a lot of trials and a lot of shrinkage and contraction over a period of a decade. And it's an exciting period in the sense that Puerto Rico has gone through so much since. And I, I, I firmly believe that we're on a, an upward trajectory in spite of all of the challenges that we've faced, um, you know, over the past couple of years with, you know, with the Zika and the Maria and the, and the earthquakes. Um, but, you know, we, there's a resilience and we continue to climb upwards. And as long as we have our our, our, our eyes and, and, and hopes geared with our goal to continue to rise forward and go upwards, we will get there, please God, with the help of God and our determination and faith. So we're, although it may seem like we're going through some setbacks, but those setbacks are going to catapult us and continue on, on an upward trajectory, Joel. When we look back to 1999, Rabbi, we recall that you opened up your first permanent synagogue in a small center, Century is a district in the main city here of San Juan. Today, Rabbi, 20, 21 years later, you have a wonderful Habat Center with a substantial millions of dollar investment. You've expanded the scope of your programs, your community activities, your meal programs. Can you share now the significance of the Chabad here in Puerto Rico and how you've been handling these this pandemic at the Chabad house? Sure, let me just uh, share with you uh, a little bit of, you know, framework. You know, we did arrive to Puerto Rico and really, uh, you know, with a dream and a deep-seated conviction and the faith in people. And we've always maintained that faith in the potential of the individual and the communities. And it's, and it's, and it's shown itself to, to pay off. And I think that's a, an overall approach that we all need to take and adapt, which is, you know, we need to have a positive outlook and, a, and an outlook of faith in the individual and the potential of good that is, that is present and is Latin in all, of, in all of those that are around us. And when you can go with that and be consistent, the results will, be, uh, will, be, will, will pay itself out. And you mentioned the building of Chabad and it's multi-million dollars and the funds that were involved. And that's not the story. The story is not about what it cost. And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a story about people. It's a story about individuals coming together, collaborating, believing in a common goal and a common good and together when we take individuals and we form a unit of community our power of potential is compounded so greatly and magnified that we can reach heights that are far greater than we can as individuals and during this period as well of the pandemic you know, there's two approaches, you know, one is that of survival of the individual, you know, we, we're all challenged, some economically, some with health, and, you know, we tend to 
climbing to ourselves and going to survival mode and you know look out for our interests which is understandable but there's also another element which is to look outward and to see the other and to know that you're not the only one in pain or the only one that's suffering or challenged and seek out the other and see what we can do together as a unit to strengthen those around us and build together as a community and if we can go that route we, we come out better and stronger and, and the potential is is enormous and that's that's our approach as a community right now to look out for one another you know please god this will pass it's a great challenge god has challenged us and you know while we have to and it's critical that we uh have the sympathy and the empathy for those that are in pain and suffering we also need to seek out at the same time the potential for growth and opportunity collectively as a group as a community and you know we we look out for one another we call our neighbors we call the elderly we provide food we provide assistance to those that are in need we have a fantastic group of community members that have gone out and done collections and provided food and and different allocations of support to the neighboring areas that that needed help we get a lot of calls and messages from uh you know poor communities asking for help and it's a it's a tough time for everyone and you can't always say yes but you can never say no so whatever it is the little bit that you can do do it don't just look inward look outward and when you do that god will mirror uh his bountiful kindness and and replenish and give in bountiful as well to all of us so that that's that's one positive approach in how we can go forward as a community rabbi you mentioned power the power of unity with our podcast listener the power now of technology how you as a leader are using technology to bring your congregation together and how this could be as an example of how other congregations from other religious sectors can use technology to come together wow that that is that is really so so powerful you know again it could be framed from different perspectives at times you hear in the message oh the future of office is 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 bleak because now we can you know just work at home and we can communicate uh via zoom or different uh different platforms that that bring us together and i i think that's a wonderful outlook with a, a little bit of a negative spin i think the beauty of what we're coming to experience is that the reality of the oneness of our unity you know it, it's a global reality is is coming out at the forefront in such a powerful way um you know we're not just isolated at home alone i mean recently we had a memorial service with a one of our congregants and he was able to put together 15 20 people you know from from the states and some of them at the cemetery and it, you know it dawned on me while we were sitting sitting there and going through this service that during ordinary times we would have never had that gathering of disparate people 
together, you know, communicating. And, and it's a powerful moment. You know, the, you know, th- this reality that, that each one is alone, it, it, it's, it's being dissipated. I mean, you know, with the passage of time, uh, with the power of, you know, express mail, telegrams, fax machines, emails, texts and WhatsApps. And now we can just sit there and, and experience birthdays together and family events in spite of this isolation. It's just an enormous expression. And from a religious, you know, from a, a, a perspective of faith, you know, you always have this question, Rabbi, does God really know about me? He's so, God is so distant and so far up. And how can he know what's happening with so many people? You know, the more that technology advances and we see the power of minute aspects of nature and creation to bring forth such enormous unity of what seems to be fragmented pieces, you know, what a strengthening of faith. This is, this is, this is, a, this is enormous. This is a revolution in the, in the aspect of the world is coming together and expressing a theme of unity. So as a rabbi, as a leader, as a community, it, it serves a great purpose, a great vehicle to bring people together and give strength. And by no means, Joel, does this replace the beauty, the warmth, and the power of connection and intimacy of people sharing space and being together and, and, and providing a smile and a kind word and just the presence of one, you know, in, in proximity to another. This, this doesn't replace it, but it's an enhancement and it complements it. And it's something that will stay with us for the future. And it's now gone mainstream. And that's the beauty of it. Rabbi, you mentioned the intimacy, the warmth. And there's no doubt that when we go to your Habat Center, we feel that. Right now in Puerto Rico, there's an executive order. And the religious sector is part of that executive order. How are you envisioning this new social distancing this new way of being together going to take place at the center and and other centers and other synagogues and other schools and other religious areas once the lockdown is flexibilized and people are able to go to their center of worship to pray you know at the present time you know faith and religion and spirituality is is something that is at the forefront of so many because as you know as over the passage of decades where the economy was strong and and people felt secure and they had their uh, you know their economic security with with you know you know market rising and pensions and retirements and whatnot and you know with that sense of security at times comes a you know, a weakening of of of, of faith or a, a, a misdirection of perspective, and and this and this reality suddenly shatters that you know imaginary sense of independence and self-built security, and you know many and all of us have that you know need to, to reach out and suddenly see a, a greater truth and the need to tap into our historical roots and our faith and in terms of 
you know, what the synagogue or religious institutions provide uh, more than ever. Uh, you know, people are seeking it out and, and, and Rabbi, my apologies. I know we're dealing with podcasts and with technology, and my apologies that we got a little disconnected, but we continue. We continue on Reboot, and if now we could move into another phase of our conversation, we realize these are challenging times, and businesses must continue, religious centers must continue. How are you handling an area that's very sensitive with the synagogue, which is the fundraising aspect. How, during these challenging times, do you touch with your congregation? Because the synagogue must continue with its operation, must continue to provide the services to the community, some remote, some physically. So if you could share with our podcast listener that aspect of the sentence. You know, Joel, it's a challenging time for everyone. And, you know, one never knows what the economic reality is with the congregants or friends or supporters. And it's a sensitive time. It's a time to understand and, 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 and you know, tread carefully with sensitivity. And as great as the need is, um, you know, there's others that are in need as well. So, you know, it's, it's really a, a soft time. It's, it's a time when, you know, support is, is minimal, it's soft, and we just have to band together and be creative and be strong. And there are some great individuals that just show up. And as one put it to this rabbi, times may be tough, but the community must go on. The synagogue is a part of our life. The community is a part of our life. And we'll give a larger donation that than they would usually give. And, you know, just it's just a testament of the great spirit that, uh, you know, so many possess. So as a man of faith and confidence, at the same time, we don't want to put undue burden or, or pressure on others. And the expectations are that, you know, it, it's just a time of, of, of trying to float along. There are great people, Joel, that, that step up and, and recognize the importance of, of giving and sharing. And it is precisely in times that are tough that the spirit of generosity at times is truly awakened. And, you know, giving is with sacrifice. Um, it, it, it's with zeal and passion. And that still remains. So while we're not active in really, you know, engaging people to give, or, you know, at, at, in this pressing time, we leave it up to the generosity and the good spirit of those that can to, to rise up and stand up and, 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 and do what they can. And they, and they do, and they do. You know, we live in a great country. We live in a great place. Uh, American philanthropy is, you know, number one. And, and it's expressed, you know, recently, you know, in the community, there was a, 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 a fundraising for first responders that literally are on the front line and, and visiting people and helping people in their homes. And the amount of generosity was just astounding. So, you know, we, we don't worry 
you know, when it comes to, you know, what, what needs to come from the community, we, we don't worry. We, we have faith and confidence in their ability, in their innate goodness, in their desire to be there. And for those that do it today, we say thank you. And for those that it'll be in a month or in two months, we're, 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 we feel confident. We don't let that really, you know, be a, a disturbance at, at the present time. So, you know, and, th- and that's the model of building community. It's the faith in the individual to do good and draw and they do it. So, you know, I'll share with you a, a, a little takeaway story that, that, that is shared. There was a gentleman who started out in the retail store and just was doing fantastic and was giving his charity, you know, and was giving his, giving the 10% and, and brought out the business to the north and to the south, uh, you know, and was just expanding the business till it was time to buy out, you know, the distribution rights and then the manufacturing rights to the products that uh, were being sold in this business. So they bought out the, the materials and, and the numbers, you know, became a, a tycoon at some point. And now the, the 10%, uh, the zeros were adding up and it was quite a sum. At that point, the gentleman felt it was uh, it was just a, a bit too much to give away, you know. And as the you know as the wheel turns, and sometimes when you're on top, things start to head south, and painfully, uh, a lot of bad luck, and th- seem and things seem to be taking a turn in the wrong direction. And he went to his religious leader, and he says, well, "What is going on? You know, and you know I've been ge- I've been sharing and giving for for all these years, and." And the religious leader shared a powerful perspective, which is, you know, God in his infinite kindness looks out for everyone and appoints bankers and entrusted individuals, trustees to provide for their needs. And you are one of those bankers. And it seems that the task, the challenge had become too great of a burden for you. So it's being passed on to the other. And that's and that's a perspective I think we have to all share that, you know, the the, the opportunity to share, to give, to look out for the other is not a burden. It's firstly a responsibility and a privilege. And the blessing of success is one of privilege that is uh, a, a part to, to allow you to partner up and be and mirror the creator of this universe by giving life to others and sharing with others. And please God, they'll all have that, you know, we have the strength to follow through and be, and be good bankers. We, we got to be good bankers. Rabbi, we thank you for your time today. It's been very comforting, very spiritual, very inspirational. On a closing note, is there anything that I possibly should have addressed with you that I did not ask you that you would like to conclude this conversation or have some closing remarks? Joel, it's a time where there's a lot of introspection and opportunity to evaluate things and see things in, through a clearer lens. You know, I had the opportunity to speak to a, a friend, a, a congregant the other day that's into home improvement materials. And he says, you know, the need people are calling and they're, they're suddenly home and they notice all that needs correcting and improvements that, that, that may have been neglected over the years. <laughs> and, his, and the sales are, are like, are like you know booming because of the perspective suddenly we're seeing the details we're seeing we're seeing our own home we're seeing the flaws that could be improved 
and I think it applies to, you know, to our to our holistic well-being. You know, we need to take the time to evaluate ourselves as human beings, as individuals. You know, what were our goals back in time? What we set out to do? Are we meeting them? Can we improve upon them? What kind of home improvements can we do with our internal character as human beings, as as family people, as leaders, as, as talented individuals? You know, is there more we can do? And you know, I believe we can all step up a bit, and that's the idea of a reboot. We can all we can all use, you know, a an enhanced version. And it's a great time if there will ever be a time right now to do that. And here at the Chabad, and here at the Chabad, this is not just the time to step back, but as we speak, we are planning and strategizing for continued upward growth and expansion in serving the community and serving our people. This is not just about, you know, status quo. No, we, we, if we're going to go through such a challenge, we need to take this challenge and allow it to carry us to much greater heights. And please, God, with the help of God, we will do that, Joel. And we look forward to doing it together as a team and as a cohesive unit. I normally conclude my reboot with my saying, but before I get to that, Rabbi, I just want to share with our listeners a saying that you've shared with your congregation and with your friends at the Chabad. And I quote you, sir. I quote you, Rabbi. Every person should know that wherever they go, wherever they travel, they're not isolated from their traditions and from their roots. They have a place to call home. And you've made your Chabad, our Chabad, with your wonderful family, a home for many families here in Puerto Rico. And on behalf of the congregation, we'd like to thank you for your time, for your devotion, and your caring for all of the Puerto Rican community. Thank you, Rabbi, for being with us on Reboot. Thank you, John. Let me just interject that your family has been a, a special friend to my family and the Chabad, starting with your father, Jack and Nancy, and your beautiful wife, Vanessa, and children we've have, who have experienced so many beautiful memories together here in Puerto Rico. And there will be many more to come, please, God. Friends, we will be back soon with another amazing guest on Reboot. And as we say, stay connected, be safe, stay strong. Thank you. Thank you.